Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 344. Prepare to embark on a journey with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs. Be bold, take risks, and conquer. Accelerated courses developed by Cornell professors specifically for your online marketing strategy certificate will maximize your time and impact. Visit ecornell.com slash fire to save 20% off your online marketing strategy certificate today. Want to create something new? Squarespace is the all-new, all-rocking, all-in-one platform allowing you to use drag-and-drop technology to create a beautifully designed website. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code IGNITE. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Bill Brown. Bill, are you prepared to ignite? I am ready to be set on fire. Yes. (laughs) Bill founded his company in 2007 after starting to work with chocolates in 2005 as a hobby. Dean and DeLuca became his first client, and today he also appears on HSN. His chocolates have won over 100 awards and appeared in the motion picture, The Hunger Games. It all started with a friend's advice. Find something you love to do and then find a way to make money doing it. I love it. So, Bill, I've given Fire Nation just a little overview you, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. Uh, okay, John. It's great to be here. Um, I think I'm, uh, I've been a, l- a little bit all over the place. I started off um, to be a teacher, and I've yet never been in the classroom really <laughs> since I've graduated. And uh, I guess my journey really started when I decided to go into the dot-com world in the 90s, and I was surrounded by these just brilliant people, Harvard, Yale MBAs, and people that were extremely motivated and cared about the company, and it was just a really unique opportunity. Um, we were in the USA Today as a can't-miss company, and of course we missed. Uh, and <laughs> after, after that experience, um, I did another dot-com, and then I decided I just needed to get something that had a little bit more solid ground. I came down to Tampa, took a position with a, a very mature company. I uh, was able to st- – I had to start at the very bottom answering phones, and within five years, I'd been promoted five times and was, was running the department of about 200 people. And so it's been really um, a, a whirlwind for me from uh, you know really never having direction. And as far as a, a story, my mother knows me best. When I was about 12 years old, I overheard my parents talking to our neighbors uh, while they were playing bridge, and they were talking about what each child would do in life. And my older brother – my dad said, you know, he's going to be very successful. He's a hard worker. He really puts his mind to stuff and finishes it. The neighbor said their oldest son, well, he said, you know, he's been saving money since he was young. He wants to be a millionaire when he's 40. And uh, then they got to me, and my dad said he's going to be really successful. And uh, my mom said, well, I don't know. And they didn't know I was overhearing this. I was upstairs <laughs> listening through a window, and I was a little crestfallen. And I, my dad was too, and his first response was, oh, you know, what do you mean? He can do anything he wants to. And my mom said – I know, but I just don't know if he'll ever find what he really wants to do. And that just hit me right then. And, and really, my whole life, I knew she was right. And so it took a long journey for me to find something that I never would have guessed, which is making chocolates, artisan chocolates. Um, the day I started doing these, I knew, I, I re- remembered that conversation uh, that my mom and my dad and the neighbors were having. And I knew I'd found what had eluded me for 40-some years. And to this point, it's just, it just seems like everything's coming together for us. 
Wow, what an impactful story, Bill. I love how you took us back to when you were 12 years old and how that semi-flippant comment that your mother had during a conversation that she didn't even know that you were listening to impacted you in your journey in so many different ways. And I just think that is incredibly inspiring to know that we have that kind of impact on our kids and, and to those around us. And it's really important to, to really instill the right kind of mentality and mindset at as early an age as possible. So I commend you for where you've come from and for what you've thus far succeeded, Bill. And I want to dive way more into the artist and chocolate and everything okay. around that later on in the interview. But before we do, we love starting with a success quote. And I know you have a very simple one, but with deeper meaning behind it. So take it away. This is something, I don't know who is the originator of this quote, but it really stuck with me when I first heard it because it's really accurate in almost anything you do in life, but business, personal. Um, and I always tell everybody I've ever managed uh, – this quote till they're sick of it, but it's, you never get a second chance to make first impressions. And it just has so many levels that it applies to. And I just think uh, for me, if, if you, if you take that, uh, I guess as a mantra, uh, there, there have been times in our business, I know in my first year in business, I had an opportunity to go with a company that had 90 some stores nationally. And I said, no, because I knew we wouldn't give the right impression the first time. We weren't ready for it. And, uh, you know, in, in many cases, those opportunities have come back. But I have no problem saying no if I know we're not going to make the impression that's important to me that people remember me for. Well, I love that. And Bill, you know, you are doing such a great job of telling stories and breaking it down to the ground level because that was going to be my next question was, when did you bring it down and not have that second chance to give a first impression? You shared that with us, with that company. And that's just a great example of how, you know what, the time wasn't right. You knew you only had that one chance. And if you flopped in your face, you probably weren't going to get another one. But if you told that company, we're just not there yet, but guess what? We're going to grow slowly, organically, and powerfully, and we will be there they are ready for you when the time came because then they know that you are going to stand by that necessary quality aspect that you have built up that reputation for. So I commend you for that, Bill. And let's just use that to transition now to your journey. You're our spotlighted guest, Bill, and you've already shared that you've had quite the journey, the ups, the downs, different industries, different niches. Share with us a time when you fell on your face as an entrepreneur in this journey that you've had, and you really had to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and drive forward. What did you learn from that experience? It's interesting because um, I do believe everything has happened and all my experiences, because I've paid attention and learned from them, have allowed us to be where we are today. But when I was in the dot-com world, and it was an exciting time. It was in the you know, mid-late 90s. Um, I, I remember getting on an airplane, flying to Phoenix for lunch, flying to uh, uh, San Francisco for dinner, and you know, meeting with companies. And it was just a kind of a whirlwind of, of excitement. And I was surrounded by all these brilliant people. And they, the interesting thing is they were all motivated to make the company succeed. And, and uh, the only problem we ran into a little bit was when you get a lot of very smart people that are motivated, that have ideas – they don't all agree. And so <laughs> ego was a big problem. And I always, you know, another thing I always used to say was I like to be the dumbest person in a room in a business because I feel pretty good. And what happened was I knew there were some problems with the business. I knew that we were actually trying to do things that the technology just wasn't there yet. The idea was great, but it really needed to kind of be seated and wait a while and, you know, build the company and wait for the technology to catch up to some of the ideas. 
but we were, you know, we were pushing forward and what ended up happening was we just kind of collapsed because we couldn't deliver the product. And, and, uh, you know, I, I, Walked away from that thinking, next time I, I see something that is a problem, I'm going to speak up. I'm not going to be quiet because I think somebody has more experience or is smarter than me. Because, you know, sometimes people are blinded by their ego or they just don't see something. And really, I think everybody has something to contribute. And another little story, this is just me yeah. re- recently. Um, I go over to Publix, which is our local grocery store, to get something because we're low. And, you know, as I always am, I'm up early, I'm running around, I'm not seeing anything in the, you know, I don't even know if there's clouds in the sky because I'm so focused on business. And the guy that's just sacking my groceries, you know, an older guy that um, has got some kind of developmental uh, challenge, looks at me and he goes, you know, this is going to be such a great day to fish, I can't wait to get off. And I, I kind of walked away thinking, you know, this guy's got it because he's he's going to have a good day. He's got to focus for what is important to him. And I kind of tried to remind myself, you know, you got to get that. You have to have – every day has to have something uh, of purpose to it, not just, you know, running here and there because those days just run into each other. So I, that's just – you know, for me, I think everybody has something to contribute. And I learned when I was in the dot-com world, even though maybe I was the dumbest guy in the room, had I spoken up, you know, maybe I could have made a difference because people may have listened and that company may have been able to hold off a little bit longer and, and been successful. Wow, what a great story and what a great mindset lesson you just shared with us because patience truly is a virtue. And so often as entrepreneurs, we allow ourselves to get carried away and we just want to overpromise and then overdeliver. But when it comes down to it, we under both. And that is really the recipe for disaster where you've applied in your most recent business bill the fact that you're not willing to overpromise. You want to just absolutely knock it out of the park when you know you can. So you have that patience to wait until you're right. So for the listeners, I think the valuable takeaway is really be okay with slow organic growth because that's sustainable. Slow and organic and build the foundation below you along the way. And Bill, I want you now to take it and share with Fire Nation one clear lesson, one great takeaway you had from that entire experience of challenges and failures you faced. Well, I think for me in building a company, I've looked at my experience with uh, with people, and they're really the they're the lifeblood of any company. And so, when you're building a company, you have to pick the right people. And when I was in the dot com world, I had all these highly motivated, brilliant people who would work hard, who cared about the company. Um, they had other issues, but the, and then when I was in the big corporate world, I found there were people that were a little bit more me oriented, and maybe not as much focused on the company, but what they could get from it, and and that's why, actually, I made up my title, Chief Chocolate Officer, because I just think titles are kind of pointless. <laughs> um, and so for me, it's just I think the most important thing you can do is surround yourself with the right people. I mean, it's great to have a, 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 you know, a room of all Harvard and Yale MBAs, but you know, in my business, I don't really need that. Um, so I even at the, at the lowest level, you know, the person that washes our dishes, she's the best possible person I think we could have for the job. She's outstanding. Every chance I get, I try to make her feel valued. It doesn't matter what she gets paid that, you know, in some ways I, you know, I often tell people she's the best employee I have and the loyalty I think I get back from that is just, you know, immeasurable. Love that, Bill. It's just a great takeaway to really focus on the people that are making your business what it is. And let's use that to transition to the other end of the spectrum because, Bill, yeah, we face challenges. Yes, we have obstacles and you have them every single day, as do I, as does every entrepreneur. But share with us a light bulb moment when you just had this idea that resonated with you. And how'd you take that moment, Bill, and turn it into success? 
Well, you know, you kind of hit on it. The, the, a friend of mine, I, I knew when I started just by accident making chocolates for my staff at work that I really – it had unlocked something. It was the artist, artistry I had as a child that I just stopped doing. And I knew I wanted to move forward with it, but I didn't really know how. And a, a good friend of mine who's very successful said – He's the one that gave me the idea of, you know, find something you love to do. And the key thing he said was find a way to get paid for it. He didn't say get rich. I mean, that is the hope. And that kind of just made everything line up for me because that's when the aha moment hit me. It's like, you know, I don't have to, if I can just do something I love, I'm probably going to do it well enough because of what I think I have as skills that I'll be successful at it. But I don't have to go looking just to get rich. It's more important that the, you know, I guess that the, the journey I'm going to go on, I, I know the destination before it starts. I know for me, it involves making artisan chocolates and working and sharing the story we have as a company with my customers. So Bill, really take us to that moment. What were you doing in life? We want to be there with you. And then what okay. specific steps did you take to really just start moving in that direction to get that ball rolling? I was an operations manager for a very large company. So I had managers underneath me. They had employees. And I liked my job. I didn't hate it. It was a big, mature company, and it was a nice, comfortable lifestyle. And I guess for me, it came back to that conversation with my mom and my dad. I always knew she was right. For me to be happy, it wasn't about how much money I made. It wasn't how much success I had. It was me in loving what I wanted to do. And so I guess, um, you know, I'm different than a lot of people in that I didn't hate my job. I was successful. I gave away a lot to start this, but I always knew that because I, that light bulb had switched off, you know, I'd looked all my life for the thing that I love to do and, of course, never thought it would be making chocolates. Uh, but I, I just knew that moment when I started doing this that it was, it was time. And then I was fortunate enough that when I actually went to Dean and DeLuca with my uh, – I took my mother because I was trying to convince her it was a good opportunity. <laughs> and uh, she saw the price of the chocolates, which at the time were $60 a pound. Um, she was trying to talk me out of actually going into the business, and she made the comment that nobody would pay $60 a pound. And the girl behind the counter said, we can't keep them in stock. And my mom's immediate response, being a loyal mother, was, well, his are better than this. And that's actually how I got into Dean and DeLuca. They said, well, look, can we see them? And so um, the person who was actually <laughs> trying to stop me from going into my own business is now one of my investors and one of my strongest supporters. And I think she saw for the first time that I loved what I was doing. So, Bill, you have this order from Dean and DeLuca. You are ready to rock and roll. What is the next step that you do to actually bring this business into fruition, to create it out of thin air, because before that, there was nothing. And then all of a sudden, now there's something. Connect that dot, fill that chasm for us. You know, for me, I actually, I knew about two years before the opportunity came that this is what I wanted to do. So I had planted the seed in my own mind to start to prepare for that. And for me, having been in the dot-com world, having experienced some success, then some failure, and then going to a mature company and really rising rapidly through the ranks, I knew that um, I really wanted the support of my friends and my family that if, you know, to go into a uh, start a new business, especially when you're walking away from a, a good job, the last thing I wanted to do was to have people who doubted my decision. And so I really worked for a long time on waiting for somebody else to tell me to do it. And that somebody else ended up being my older brother who has his own accounting firm, who's a very conservative accountant. And he finally is the one that told everybody, you know what, I think Bill can make a business of this. So he thinks he came up with that idea, but I worked on that for three <laughs> years to, to create products that would make sense. And his advice 
when we started the business was we'll, we'll start small. And he had great advice. He said, don't worry about making a single dime for the first year. Make a product that people want. And that's what we worked on. We didn't worry about – we knew we had enough money to get us through a year, year and a half. We worked on creating the best possible product we could because we felt like that's really what would ignite the company, not um, trying to have a lower price than somebody. We wanted to have the best product we could possibly make. And, and that's really been our success. And that's you know my older brother's um, suggestion, which was don't worry about money. Uh, make sure you know we, we so we started so small that we could afford to not make a single dime for probably a year and a half. So, Bill, you just really extended that runway and you stayed as lean as possible. Exactly. So we knew that when I talked to my investors initially, I mean, we started with less than $100,000 and we even bought our equipment. So we owned outright everything. But, uh, you know, I told everybody that if you, you know, if you can't afford to lose the money, don't invest because I think I'm very confident. But at the same time, I don't want, you know, I don't want you to risk something that you can't risk. And I said, don't expect anything for the first five or six years. We're going to build a company before we worry about building profits. And that's, we're right now to that point where it's, it's really right on line with what we expected. One thing that I loved about what you did was you did go with value first. And we talk on Entrepreneur on Fire about this quote every now and then, and it's by Albert Einstein, which is, try not to become a man of success, but rather become a man of value. And that's exactly the mentality that you took, Bill, when you said, you know what, I'm just going to create an incredibly high quality of high value product, which in your case was chocolate, and people will come because of the value that I'm creating. I'm not trying to first become successful and advertise everywhere and have this big warehouse and ship to everybody, I'm just going to create something awesome of value that people are going to love, tell their friends about, and let it grow slowly and organically from there. And you did that. So I want you now to boil down from that experience that you had one clear lesson that Fire Nation can walk away from. And this is a tough lesson for some people because I have a, a very good friend of mine who started his exact same business at the same time as me with the same equipment the same or a little bit more money. He was actually a tra- trained at the French pastry school, uh, which is one of the best pastry schools in the country. I'm self-taught. He also uh, was able to intern with the best uh, wedding cake maker in, in the U.S. And we started at the same time. And, you know, if you were at a horse race and we were horses, I, I think most people would have bet on him. But the thing is, what he missed, I believe, and I think what's important to people is you have to be honest with yourself. You have to have the right dream at the right place, at the right time. And if you don't have those three things going for you, then it's really hard to be successful. So I'm in a community that I knew would support a very high-end product. He chose to do the same product in an area that just doesn't have the same demographics. And so I think for entrepreneurs, to me, the best advice I can give is just be realistic. Just because you love to do something doesn't mean you're doing it at the right time or the right place. You may have to move someplace. You may have to wait. And to me, that's the biggest takeaway. And, and I think that's why we've had successes. I waited probably three or four years before moving into what I wanted to do. And I think it's just worked very well for us. So Bill, have you had an I've made it moment? You know, it's hard to say. We're, st- you know, I feel like we're still going. I feel confident. I think there was a moment that was a little bit surprising. I went. I have a, a routine that every Friday I go to a movie, no matter what. I don't care what it is. I want my popcorn. That's my favorite food in life. And so I was at a movie, and I'd never even heard of the movie. Uh, it was called The Hunger Games. And about twenty minutes into the movie, 
you know, I'm, I'm actually chomping on my popcorn, and all of a sudden there's a scene where the, the, the stars get onto a train, and the whole screen for about one second is filled with artisan chocolates. And seven of the 12 on the plate were ours. I had no idea we were in the movie. So it was just one of those things where I never expected to be on um, a Hollywood film, and we're actually going to open our second store. We're signing the lease this week. We'll be next to Neiman Marcus. So I never really expected to see my name next to Neiman Marcus either. <laughs> so I, I don't know if it's a – I don't know if we've – you know, I, I hate to say it's a I've made it moment yet. Uh, I think the thing I'm most proud of, though, is that, you know, now our business supports 10 or 12 families. And so it's not just my dream. Uh, I'm able to help other people you know, do the things they love and, and follow their dream as well. So I, I guess to me that maybe is the moment that has made the most most impact to me is knowing that other people are benefiting now from what I do, not just myself. <laughs> well, I love that story and I love that scene. And I just want to know, tell us honestly, did you choke on your popcorn? No, I didn't. <laughs> I actually forgot about that. I told uh, The only reason I got any press was I told one of my local uh, clients, hey, go see the movie. Our chocolates are in it. And her response was, I'm going to tell everyone – and within 20 minutes, the newspaper called, and the next four days, we had a lot of uh, uh, news ca- news stations out here. So it was, you know, I guess I, I guess I like my popcorn so much I couldn't be dissuaded, you know, uh, pulled apart from it too easily. <laughs> Oh, great stuff, Bill. So you've really been telling us this phenomenal journey from way back when you were doing something that you enjoyed but weren't passionate about, all the way up to being featured in The Hunger Games and everything in between. Let's bring it up to present times. Let's talk about today. What's one thing, Bill, that's just really exciting you right now? You know, for a while it wasn't exciting me, but now it is, and that is the I've seen the my company come full circle. For the first year, I made everything, I sold everything, I answered every phone call. I was the company in every sense. And then as we started to grow, I started to have to hire people. And in the last 18 months, it's become a situation where almost I was almost back to my old job where I was managing a business and the create, creative part of the business was kind of out of my hands. I mean, I I created everything, but I wasn't in there actively every day. And so recently, what's exciting for me is I've uh, one of my investors quit his job as basically the CFO of another company to work full-time here to free me up to go do what I do best. And I'm a real believer that's you know, in you know, maximizing your strengths, mitigating your weaknesses. So you don't want me doing any of the financials. I'll bring an accountant <laughs> in to do it. So you know, that's exciting for me is to see that while I won't be doing everything, I'll be one foot in creative and one foot in managing the business because that's important to me. Um, so I, I'm really looking forward to the next you know, two years to see what happens as we expand this business and start to reach other, other cities and open new stores around the country. Well, I am truly excited to track your progress, Bill. And we're going to break in now to thank our sponsors. Today, it doesn't matter whether you're in sales, product development, or operations. Marketing is everyone's job, especially for us entrepreneurs. After all, it's not like you can afford to hire your own marketing department. And let me guess, you don't feel like you have the time to tackle marketing strategy in addition to running your business? You do. How? Cornell University has created a great online marketing strategy certificate so that savvy individuals such as yourself can obtain the knowledge they need to succeed in marketing. By enrolling in the online course, you'll develop MBA-level expertise in marketing strategy and research, market segmentation, positioning and pricing, brand management, and new media marketing. Sounds pretty great, right? 
So if you're ready to up your game and take your business marketing into your own hands, visit ecornell.com slash fire and you can save 20% off the online marketing strategy certificate today. That's ecornell.com slash fire. Five, four, three, two, one, launch time. There's no more waiting for the perfect time because that time is now. Let Squarespace help you launch your website already. Squarespace offers an all-in-one platform that allows you to use drag-and-drop technology to create a beautifully designed website in no time. Add content to your site straight from your desktop or easily rearrange content within the page. Squarespace makes it easier than ever to create your own site just the way you want it. And with responsive design, you don't have to worry about people not being able to view your site on a mobile device. It's automatic. Squarespace has 24-7 support, live chat during the week, and fast email responses throughout the day and night. Squarespace, everything you need to create an exceptional website. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com, use the offer code IGNITE. And this is a perfect segue to my favorite part of the show the lightning rounds. And this is where I get to provide you with a series of questions. And you come back at us, Bill, Fire Nation style with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? (laughs) I'll give it my best shot. (laughs) (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? You know, honestly, I think it was the lack of passion. You know, I needed, I was happy to just work for somebody else because I didn't have enough passion to do anything to make it my own. And so when I found something I was passionate about, that's all that mattered to me. So I, I think that's really what was holding me back was the, just really having a focal point for what was what I wanted to do every day when I woke up, go to work, working for myself, doing what I enjoyed most. What is the best advice you've ever received? You know, a lot of these things may sound like a broken record, but uh, one thing I, and I truly believe this is that we're not selling chocolates. We're selling an experience. And so every customer that comes in our door, while they may be coming in because they think they're going to buy a chocolate, we need to have them walking out the door feeling like this was, a, this was an event for them. It wasn't just a, a, a transaction or purchase. So I think that was the best advice is that somebody just kind of reinforced to me that you know, people are coming here because of the experience. Not, even if the product's great, if you, if you have a bad experience, the product's not going to be enough to overcome that. Such a great takeaway for every entrepreneur, Bill, because it's about that experience because then that customer is going to go back and tell three of their friends, not that they just swung by a chocolate shop and grabbed some kind of peanut butter cup chocolate, but that they had an amazing experience that they now want to share with their loved ones, with their friends. So, Bill, what's one specific action that listeners can take in the next 24 hours to bring them one step closer to their dreams? I think it really is kind of going going back to what I said before, which is to 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 make sure you're passionate about something, to make sure that there's a fire burning in you to do something that you specifically know what it is, and then to just be really honest about do you have everything lined up to be successful? You know, and that is, you know, are you, you know, do, are you doing it at the right time in the right place? So, you know, I'm in an older community. Um, and I heard somebody talking yesterday about doing a cupcake store here that was gluten-free, um, vegan, and that's great. I don't know that this area is the right place for it. And I really kind of talked to her about that. There's so many other places I think you would be more successful than a, maybe an older retirement community that they're not as you know on top of their diet as the younger people are. So that's, I think, the takeaways. You just have to be honest with yourself and make sure that you are writing on paper, I guess, you know, what is it I want to do? 
Can I do it here? Can I do it now? And do I have all the pieces in place to make it happen? Bill, do you have an internet resource that you're just in love with you can share with our listeners? You know, it's it's funny because I came from the uh, technology background, right. but over the last six years, I've been reading books about chocolate and and, and doing some more, uh, I guess, uh, hand skills. But recently, we decided to create a better experience. We wanted to start having classes in our kitchen and invite our customers in to learn from us. But more than anything, it wasn't about making some money. It was about trying to build those relationships even stronger. So we were trying to figure out a way because our, our website currently is getting updated and we didn't have any way to really communicate so I found a local site or I don't know if it's local uh, called Eventbrite and it's a, a great place to schedule meetings or classes and we've used that and it's really really helped me to communicate put out there what we're doing and um, the turnout has been amazing we've sold out every class we see the same people um, the classes sell out to the same few people because they love it so much. And, uh, you know, it's really strengthened. Using that technology has really helped me to strengthen the relationships I have with my customers. Love it. Eventbrite is a great resource. And Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything else that we've mentioned in today's episode by going to eofire.com slash Bill Brown. And Bill, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? You know, it's funny because um, I was thinking about that and the 40 books on chocolate I've read in the last five <laughs> years. If you're a chocolatier, let me know. I have some great ones for you. But as I was thinking about it, I've got the uh, Steve Jobs book and have just read it a little bit. But I think I go back to my days when I was working in a big corporation, a book that really meant a lot to me. Uh, and it may be dated. I don't know. But uh, Good to Great, I thought was a great, great book for me because at the time – the struggles I had with that, the company I was with were um, we didn't have the right people on the bus. And this, you know, that was one of the things it talked about was eliminating weak people and, and bringing in stronger people. And so for me, even though for an entrepreneur, it might be a more, more of a book for a mature company, this is trying to fix a company that's gone wrong. If you get it right the first time, you don't have to come back and go good to great. Maybe you can go, just start great. So I think it's a great read if, if, if people haven't read it. Um, no matter where you are in the business uh, world. Love that. And Fire Nation, if you haven't already, you can get the audio version of that amazing book for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. So Bill, this next question is my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time, (laughs) digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, so people still love chocolate, but uh-huh. you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? One of the things that people have always told me was that, um, you know, because I've had a, a lot, I've had some success, but I've had a lot of things that, you know, failed, you know, horses that went out from under me as far as companies. And I've always been very resilient. And I think part of that is I really roll with the punch, punches. So I'm very confident in what I do. Most likely, to be honest with you, because where I'm at today, if they're eating chocolate, I'd probably buy some chocolate molds. And uh, I just – because it's what I love to do. So I, if it's – if it's even if it's a different world, I know that's my passion. So somehow I would be involved with chocolate and I probably would – I'm confident that if I could start – uh, as I did almost six years ago with, with nothing and no idea, to have those that experience, I think I'd be very successful. So for me, I think I know the direction I would head, which would definitely be similar to what I'm doing now. So I, I guess I'm um, 
you know, I, I wish I could give a more exciting answer, but that's it. And, and again, my, one of my strengths has always been just rolling with the punches. So um, I would probably look for opportunity. If it was there, take it. But if it wasn't, I'd try to create my own with what I know I do well. Well, Bill, that is an exciting answer because you've developed a great theme here for this interview, which is going to allow the listeners to walk away with some really concrete ideas. Follow your passion. You only have one chance to make a first impression. So take your time and make that first impression correctly. And these are touchstones that you've built a very successful business upon that all entrepreneurs can definitely learn from. So Bill, thank you for sharing that theme, sharing your journey and insights with Fire Nation. Share with us one parting piece of guidance and then the best way that we can find you and then we'll say goodbye. Having seen the people that you know, you've interviewed, it's, it's just amazing. I, I, you have such a good resource already. Um, again, I think the best information, and it's one I've learned through trying to do things that I'm – be who I'm not and doing things that I'm not destined to do is to really just be honest with yourself about what makes you happy. Um, I love my little brother to death. He loves – he's happy with doing – he has, he has his own engineering company. He's very successful. He makes a lot of money. He's happy with that. I, we used to joke because I wouldn't be happy just trying to make money no matter what I did. I had to have that purpose. So I think just being honest with yourself about what's going to make you happy is going to do it. And I um, – John, I apologize. I kind of missed the second part of that question. It's the best part of the interview, Bill. How can we <laughs> connect with you? Oh, absolutely. Well, we, we do have a website, um, you know, williamdeanchocolates.com. And I'll be, John, I'll be happy to send you some chocolates so you can see for sure what, what we're doing here. And, uh, you know, we also, I do appear on Home Shopping Network during the fall, so we'll be there as well. And uh, hopefully November 22nd, when the uh, Catching Fire comes out, look for some chocolates in the movie. I'm hoping to, that we'll also be involved in that movie as well. <laughs> Wonderful stuff. I'm excited as well. And Bill, you're making all of Fire Nation jealous. But yes, I will accept your chocolates. <laughs> My address will be forthcoming. Perfect. And Fire Nation knows that they can find the links to everything that we've talked about today, Bill, at eofire.com. Click on that podcast tab. You are hanging out in the archives. And thank you, Bill, for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. All right, John. Thanks so much. I'll have to put the fire out and get back to work here, I guess. (laughs) You are ignited. (laughs) All right. Thanks, John. Don't let your lack of knowledge hold you back any longer. The time to create, grow, and monetize your podcast is now. There is a huge audience out there waiting to hear your voice, and the only resource you'll ever need is podcastersparadise.com. An ever-growing library of video tutorials, interaction with the community of podcasters to exchange ideas, strategies, and reviews, access to private webinars with today's top experts, all at podcastersparadise.com. Come check us out today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 